Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Inner Bloom. I'm Alexa. I'm... I was going to say something funny and I couldn't think of it. What was it? Tell us what you thought was going to be funny. I was going to be like a different name. Like I'm Cassandra. But like that's not Do you have a different name? Like have you ever had a different name that you give at Starbucks or anything? No. But I I do have a different name when I was like um, going to clubs and stuff like that. Um, If (laughs) someone asked for my name and I didn't want to give them my real name, I would say either Amber or Heather. Oh, I like that. Okay. I mean, Amber is like, I, I like that variation. Mm-hmm. I've never had another name. I don't know what I, what do you think I would be? If you didn't know my name was Alexa, what would you say? If I didn't know your name was Alexa. Yeah. Um, I better can see not you be as a Sarah. Name. No, I can see you as a, a Sarah. Sarah. Is that offensive? Wait, that's no offense. Name, no, no, that's no offense. He's I have probably so many- listening. I have so many beautiful friends named Sarah. I just feel like it's just like it's okay. How dare you? <laughs> no, no. Um, no, it's not an ugly name. It's just a very. I feel like a, I know a lot of them. Yeah, I could also see you with like a very unique name, like Callista. You know what I mean? Or like mm. some kind of unique name like that. Yeah, um, I. I guess I just feel like. And maybe you feel this way, too. I love too. that you're like, how dare you? Go ahead. Because I feel like my whole life, like, no one really had my name. And I feel like you've got to feel that way, too. No one had your name. Yeah. Did I ever yeah. tell you about the time that I thought I ran into someone with my name? I think I did on the podcast. No. So I'm in uh, Pizza Hut or Domino's, something like that. And I hear this mom go, Ambrosia, stop it. And, of course, I turn around <laughs> like, oh, shit. Like, I'm in trouble. Yeah. And so she's talking to this little kid and I said, is her name Ambrosia? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, my name's Ambrosia too. And she's like, oh my God. And, <laughs> and literally like brings her whole family from the car inside to meet me. Like I'm some kind of celebrity yeah. and her whole family is like, what the fuck is happening? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like this is very strange. I would assume it's very, very rare for you to meet another Ambrosia. They actually just opened up a Ambrosia restaurant here. It's called Ambrosia. Nice. And nice. Um, also we were in, um, where were we? Rhode Island, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. And we went to this like awesome bread place for breakfast. And they had Ambrosia bread that was really popular. And mm. I was just like, oh, it's cool. I keep seeing your name like in different places. It's fun. Um a lot of by dirty the, comments from dirty men, by the way. Ew, why? About like food, f- eating you and yeah. stuff? Mm-hmm. Ew. 
I had a dirty man when I was in high school, high school, I had a dirty old man say, do you taste as good as the salad? And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Oh my God. Speaking of, I have to debrief with you over, I don't know if you've seen, you probably haven't seen any of the stuff going on with Dane Cook. I did. And I was like, oh no, not Dane Cook. But this one woman went on a freaking deep dive on her Instagram, like literally like laid out a case. And I was like, oh my God. We were so excited to talk to him on Clubhouse. I know. I was like, I can't believe we... Oh my God. Okay. We'll have to talk about that later, but just if yeah, look into Dane cook guys. Not, not, not good. Um, forest. Oh, forest on Facebook said you're in a different place, Alexa. Yes, I am in a different place. So actually this kind of is part of the topic today. So, um, if you watch on Facebook, you will notice that I am in a seemingly new location. This is my living room. This is part of my living room. This is my windowsill, and this is my couch, and you guys are seeing it Everybody tonight. gets to see your yeah. house now. <laughs> you get to see. Um, so my desk has been moved out of my office and has been moved into the main room because the office is being turned into more of the baby's room. Um, and we just decided to turn it into like the baby's room slash guest room. Like it has a full bed in there for now. Um, but, uh, just because just, it wasn't really going to work as like a three way. Um, and honestly, my husband isn't here most of the day and most of the work I do is during the day. So having a desk out here works great. So that is some of the changes that are, um, happening And I had a whole weekend full of like building cribs and, you know, all all the things, kind of ordering things and getting things ready for the baby, which is so crazy to say, but we're like a month away and um, can't believe it. Can't really freaking believe it. Um, Also, it is my anniversary today. Yay! Um, Which is happens. I always forget. It happens to be we got married on the Lionsgate portal. Yeah. And I never – I always think that's so cool. 8-8, Lionsgate, um, which I already forget what it means. But you fun astrology people will tell us, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, one of the things we wanted to talk about in this episode is just updating you guys on life and kind of what's coming down the pipe Um And what's coming down the pipe for me is obviously that I'm about to have a baby. And what that means is that I'm going to technically be going on maternity leave Mm -hmm. um, whenever he comes, really. My my husband was like, when do you, when are you working until? And I was like, until the baby comes. (laughs) Because it's not like a, a like, or until I can't for some reason. But like, you know, that's the beauty of having your own, um, business is that, you know, you can just be like, okay, I'm doing this now. Um, but yeah, Ambrosia is going to be continuing the podcast. Um, so low for a little bit. Yeah. With guests as well. Yeah. With guests. Yes. I'm going to do, so I'm going to try, and this is part of our update that we want to share with everybody. I'm going to try to do two episodes a week, like normal, 
Um, but I feel like it's probably going to be, you know, one episode. So I would just, we'll keep you updated on how that goes and we'll, um, keep you posted literally in the Facebook group and on our social platforms and stuff. Um, but I do have, um, a lot of reoccurring guests to come on the podcast that I'm really excited about, um, to chat with and, educate everybody on what their magic is and how they show up in the world and all of that stuff. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, what else? Yeah. And everything is going to continue somewhat normally as it can. Um, Patreon is still going to be going on. Um, like our celebrity spirit interviews will still be going on, which by the way, guys, um, if you haven't voted, on this month's Celebrity Spirit interview, make sure you vote as soon as possible because I'm pretty sure I'm putting up the final poll like today. Mm -hmm. Um, So make sure you, if you're a Patreon, vote. If you're not a Patreon, it's you can get in for as low as $5 and get access to all of our bonus content, which is our Celebrity Spirit interviews, our intuitive investigations. We do a lot of fun stuff on there. So um, yeah, but I think what we also want to expand this topic into is just this idea of, you know, when things change and when you have to let go of control, like, so for me, it's like, okay, there's this really amazing thing that's about to happen. And on one hand, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to like be a mom. I'm so excited to meet this being. What? I said little guy. This little guy. Uh, which, by the way, I saw him on ultrasound like a week ago, and he literally was picking his nose. No joke. He had a whole finger up his nose, and he, and his face looked like it was, like, smush against the window. Um, so, <laughs> but um, I'm really excited to move into that next phase for myself. But at the same time, what that means is, letting go of control. And I don't know if you guys know, <laughs> but I'm a bit of a control freak. <laughs> no, not you. <laughs> I'm a bit of a closet. Con- I feel like if you pay attention on this podcast, you'll know I'm a control freak. But if you if you uh. don't really pay attention, you might not know. Very much a control freak, closet control freak. Um, and it's definitely a big uh, ask of surrender for me. <clears throat> To just say, okay, like, here we go. Like, Ambie and whoever else is helping, here you go. And it's on, like, you, and you guys take it away. And mm-hmm. and that's no diss to Ambie at all. Ambie's great. But, but we've, been, we've been playing certain roles. And to me, I think this has always been a fear that I haven't really ever had to confront of, like, okay, what happens when – you're really not supposed to be doing anything. Like you're really not like you don't have your hand in it and people are going to be doing it and taking the reins. Like how do you surrender in that way? And I think though, this is a really, really good thing for us and for me, because Mm -hmm. I think it's going to show me like, yeah, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. If like, Things don't go exactly as planned. It's okay if we miss a whatever, whatever. It doesn't mean the end of anything. It just means things are changing and that's okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. How do you feel about it? I mean, I, I completely agree. I feel like it's hard for people to let go at all. You know what I mean? It's hard for people to, it's hard for people to decide, um, not only let go of control, but let go of what other people expect of them and what they expect from other people as well. Because I think that's the big part when we look at like, I have control issues or I have a hard time um, letting go in this aspect. It's we have certain expectations for people. And if those expectations aren't met, then it can be incredibly difficult because now things didn't go the air quote way they should go. Right. Yeah. So I definitely think that it is, um, it's a tough lesson and I'm glad that you're learning the lesson though, in not in a hard way, right. But in more of a gentle way and more of a positive way and a happy way of having a baby and all of those things. And honestly, the podcast is still going to go on. And if I totally fail, that's okay. Like, it's all right. (laughs) We're still going to have episodes, guys. (laughs) So, I mean, that's, that's the big thing is like when you have to rely on someone else and you have control issues, it's okay if they don't meet those expectations because one of the big, I used to coach gymnastics for a long time and I would train other people. I would coach other coaches on how to, uh, what to look for and how to spot correctly and things like that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I had to learn is that not everybody is going to do the things the way that you do them, but it still leads to the same result. And as long as it leads to the same result, it's okay. And I think that's what makes me a good teacher now is that I actually encourage people to do things their own way as compared to this is the one way that I've taught you. I'm just teaching you what works for me. But part of a learning is exploring what works really well for you, you know? Totally. I think you've taught me, you've taught me that, like you've taught me that it doesn't, it doesn't, just have to be this one way. Like everybody has their own way of interpreting things and getting to the end destination. And what, and why does it have to just go that way? Um, and you know, it's so funny because I think of, (laughs) you know, we say we play different roles in our different relationships. Well, it's so funny because I'm always the one saying that in my relationship with my husband, who I love very much. It's our anniversary. Like I said, uh, happy anniversary if you ever hear this, which you won't. But um, <laughs> which you, won't. <laughs> you definitely won't. Um, but he always has in his mind that things should go a certain way. There should be a certain system. Things should be in a certain place. Things should. And I'm always like, why? I'm always pushing back against that. Why? Why can't I just do it my way? I, it's it's going to get done. Why? You know. And we kind of it always laugh about it. Yeah. But it's funny how then in my relationship <laughs> with this business, for example. I play that role of like, why? Why does it have to happen in that way? And I think that the more that you are restrictive in that way in your mindset, the less opportunity you have for not only connecting with people and allowing people's brilliance to shine through, right? Because Mm -hmm. 
that's how it happens. You give people space to do things their way and explore and make mistakes and all of that. But um, it also, um, I think it also leads to a lot of limitations in your own mindset and your own thinking in your own happiness, you know, Mm -hmm. because you think to yourself, no, we have to do this. Like we have to, and it's like, do you have to, or did you just make that up? Like you just made that up. Um, and the truth is like, we've created something here that has changed and molded and reformed many times and it, it will again, you know? Um, and I do want to say, I saw some really nice comments on Facebook um, Sammy Jean said, I'm totally feeling this, Alexa. I know what you mean, Sammy, because you are pregnant too. Congratulations. Um, Forrest said, we are going to be here for you and be while Alexa is away. It Thanks, will be Forrest. okay. Aww. Thanks, guys. Mackenzie I appreciate said, you. we love you guys no matter what changes or happens. That's so sweet. Thank you, Thanks, guys. guys. Yeah, and like, I, I think I've got hair on my tattoo. This is disgusting. Sorry, it's driving me nuts. Yeah, show right everyone now. your new tattoo. I just got it done um, Friday. Hold on. I'm, and so I have like um, the aquaphor on me. It looks awesome. So it's an, it's, an alien, it's an alien face with watercolor. It, you can see it better in person, but it's got watercolor on it. And then around it, it says, I do not belong here. I love it. I love it so much. Um, I saw it on Pinterest and I wanted it, but the artist was like, let's do a slightly different version. So we did. And I think he did a great job. Um, It looks great. I can't believe that you just walked in and got that. I know. I know. I'm debating on having him do this whole arm now. Like Mm. one artist do this arm and then the other artist do this arm. I think that'd be cool. But um, I digress. Anyway, so... um, yeah, I was I was freaking out and I was really nervous about it. And Alexa was like, I'm not dead. I'm not dying. Like, I'm still going to be here. And I'm like, that's good. Yeah. Like, um, so I'll still have a all... phone and text, <laughs> be texting, I'm sure. Let's all remember that Alexa is not going anywhere. She's not dying, guys. So yeah. but I think it's um, I think it's it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. But, but I also do want to say, like, I've noticed so much lately how my own mind has said, it's like, but there, there's so, like, every time I think, okay, well, I'll just delegate this to this person, or Ambie can just do it like blah, 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 right? And then right. my mind goes, no, there's too many steps, and it'll get confusing, and um, and and you're you've you're the only one who can, like it's so much easier if you just do it. And you know what I mean? And that's just so, um, God, disempowering. yeah. Disempowering for everyone, disempowering for everyone, because it says to you, Oh, you're the only one who could ever, which isn't true. It's not true at all. I think for me, I've always struggled with like the passing things over to someone or the training of someone else because to me I'm impatient I am that impatient Taurus um who is like okay let's just do it the simplest easiest fastest way what is that me doing it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean yeah and the truth is that if you want to grow like think about it if you want to grow a company if you want to grow an organization you have to take time to train people yeah. You have to take time to invest in 
new people, new hires, and that they have learning curves and yada, yada, yada. And I think that's the piece I've always been so resistant to. I'm like, oh, I just hate that part. I just want it to all go smoothly all the time. And the truth is, it's okay to, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to, quote, fail, because you're never actually failing. You're just Mm -hmm. learning, you know? And I think that this really comes in my, in my life, it comes from perfectionism, comes from my OCD, um, cause my OCD really manifests as perfectionism and the fear that if it doesn't go perfectly, like, what does that say about me? Mm. Um, so I think though, something that we've always demonstrated in this podcast and we've tried to infuse it into this podcast is to show you guys our vulnerability and show you that like, yeah, sometimes we fuck up and sometimes our friendship isn't perfect and sometimes our relationships aren't perfect. And you know what I mean? Like our life isn't perfect. Yeah. A lot of times our life isn't perfect. A lot of times our life isn't perfect because that's not the reality. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's okay. And you know what else? One more thing. I know I've been on a long uh, soapbox, but it makes me think about what's going on in our outer worlds right now, like in our society where there's been this idea like have to keep working, have to get a degree, have to get this type of job, have to, mm-hmm. have to, have to, have to, have to, have to, have to have this car, have to have this whatever. You know what I mean? Like all these ideas put in our head our whole lives. You got to do this and then you got to do this and then you got to get this and then you got to get this. And it's like mar- marriage even. Then you got to get married and then you got to have kids and then you got to. And it's like, do we have to? No, we actually don't have to do any of those things. Those are things that we are told that we should want and that we should have to do. But Mm -hmm. we're now, I feel like what this transition that we're all going through right now is us looking around and going, do we have to do any of this? Actually, no. We just have been endorsing a system that has said we have to do all this. But what if we rethink the system, you know? Yeah. What if we don't want to be a part of the system anymore? Yeah. And what would happen? That's the question, right? Like, what would happen if we all just kind of let go a little bit and said, no, like, I'm taking the day off or like, no, I'm, you know, I'm getting a different or I'm going to just make money for myself by, you know, making my own schedule or whatever. Or like, no, I'm not getting married because that doesn't resonate with me. Or no, I'm not having children, even though my whole family is pressuring me to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what would happen if we just said, I'm not going to do it the standard way and just let everyone deal with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that's a really good point and I love it because I'm going through this phase right now <clears throat> that has been since Friday. So it's a very short phase, everybody. <laughs> so I don't think this is going to last, but I will tell you. That I either want to get a motorcycle. Oh my or... god! <laughs> oh my god! Why? Why do you want to get a motorcycle? Here's me, society judging you. <laughs> I was literally said that to someone. I said that to my ex this weekend, and he was like, "You will kill yourself." Yeah, and I was so like, "No, I won't." Remember what happened with the scooter? <laughs> I was thinking about that. Or like it was the moped or whatever. Moped. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking about that. But I can get like a small we bike. We should post that on our Patreon as like an extra. You should. Okay. It was funny. It fell over on me basically, guys. I caught it. I was fine. It's heavy as fuck though. Was not mentally prepared for that part. Um, yeah. Okay. 
couldn't get into work. Okay, well, so I had no training. That you're no either going to get a motorcycle. Yes. Yes. Or, or, or I want to buy a van and fix it up and live in my van. Like permanently or just like for trips? Like for trips and maybe like Airbnb it and like do things like that. But I like the van idea. <laughs> I, I, was, I hate I like the motorcycle those. idea. Um, I just think you're like increasing the risk of like killing yourself by like 90%. <laughs> Even like really just skilled think- riders. Here's my thing. I think I would look really fucking hot on a motorcycle. Let's, oh, can would. we all agree with that? Of course. Also, thank you. Also, I <laughs> think Monique be... just said tattoos aren't cutting it anymore. <laughs> yeah, you guys, by the way, this tattoo that she just got, she wasn't planning on getting that. She she walked in the other day in a, an emotional state and and got it, which is fine. It looks great. I, it's good. I we love it. We don't feel our feelings. We tattoo our feelings. Yeah. So, and what's crazy, what's really funny is that I have a tattoo appointment on Thursday to get that I've had for months. I've had that one for months. I'm getting my chest done. What? I didn't know that. Are you going to be completely head to toe? I would like to be. Like neck and everything? I don't know about my neck, but definitely arms and legs and chest. Yeah. Holy, holy damn. Um, I didn't know. I mean, hell yeah, so, you look good with tattoos. Lo- I appreciate it. So I have um, a tattoo appointment with her, a consultation Thursday, and then the appointment to get tattooed isn't until October. Oh, okay. And then I have another appointment to get a thigh piece done, like like from my top thigh to my knee, basically. And that's not until 2023. So I was like, I can't wait this long. I have yeah. to get something. So. I need to feel something. <laughs> Yo, there, it is true about tattoos. It does get addictive because it really does put that like adrenaline in your body in like a way that feels really like exhilarating. And mm-hmm. like there's some, I always said, I was like, there should be some service where they'll tattoo you, but like, no, there's no ink. Like, it's like, it's like, an you can, tattoo. I mean, you could get the birthmark tattoo. And I was talking to the ta- the guy that tattooed me this weekend. And he was like, I, I was like, what are your thoughts on the birthmark tattoo? And he was like, they don't last very long. They disappear pretty quickly. It's a tattoo that is the same color as your skin. And so it looks like a birthmark. Like you can't really see it. You have to like it. And then there's also a tattoo artist in, I think she's in Northern California that tattoos uh, stretch marks away and she matches I've your seen, skin. I've yeah. seen that's really cool. Like, my mom has always had a scar on her belly from um, – she's had a million surgeries in her life. But she's always had this one scar that's so noticeable. That's why she's never worn a two-piece ever since. And it they, like, camouflage it. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, camouflage um, tattoos. Yeah. But here's my other thing, my other kind of thing with camouflage tattoos. Is Monique like, says she's say. been getting it done on her stretch marks. Is it great, Monique? Wow. Do you love it? Also, real quick, Stacy Smith. Hi, Stacy. One of our Super Bloom members said, yes, Ambie, I've always wanted to buy a van to fix up. I support this. Okay. So here's my new idea, guys. Okay. (laughs) Did you just get this within the What if we all buy a van together and we'll fix it up together? And how do we all use it? I don't know that part yet. How much is this going to cost per person? (laughs) How much are you asking of investment? I'm interested. Um, I don't know. I was looking at vans this morning, to be honest. And they're like, I was thinking about a bus. 
Okay. Like a because, school bus? Yeah. Or like, like a short school bus, right? So logistically, it's yeah. better than, than a van, right? Because you can fit more things in there and you could fit like toilets and things like that in, in there. Um, anyway, and those are between, those are between 20 to 20,000 to 6,000, depending upon how old it is and things like that. So 6,000 to 20,000. Yes. Okay. I mean, do you bought a bus for like 10,000? Mm-hmm. What? Everyone puts in a thousand. You share it with 10 people. 10 people. We'll but then you're not, you're not counting in the renovation costs. Yeah, the renovation costs are probably expensive. I digress. If you've fixed up a van, let me know. Reach out to me. Let's talk about oh, it. Oh, uh, Kayla Lasanti said, I'm here for the buying a community van. <laughs> Bridget, <laughs> Bridget Kern said, oh, my gosh, the Bloomin' bus. I love yes! that. Oh, my God. I love or that like, we can get it pa- painted. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Amy and I always had this idea of like, uh, okay, one day we'll be touring our podcast around on a yes. tour bus and we'll have yes. the picture of our podcast on the out- wrapped on the outside. There we um, go. We'll get a crib for the baby. Okay, wait, let's see. Um, a crib for the baby. Um, Lauren Regal said, I'm pretty sure if it's used for work purposes and heavy enough, you might be able to write it off for tax purposes. Currently looking into a G-Wagon. <laughs> That's funny. Hmm. Yeah. Good point, Lauren. Good point. I yeah. love the ideas. Thank you, guys. This is yeah. really, this is making also, my heart bloom. Lexi, I'm like so that? glad you brought this up because I was thinking about this, but I couldn't remember the name. Lexi was talking about um, these things called ephemeral tattoos, which they tattoo you. They're artistic, but they fade in months. So they don't last as long as a real tattoo. No, because here's my thing. Part of it is like they last forever and I like that appeal to it. Um, But I think that if I wasn't sure about it, I'm getting my hands tattooed. I just need to decide. I just want the artist that did this. Shout out to Olivia. Are you going to do the traditional hand tattoos? I'm going to let her just kind of... I'm going to definitely do triangles because that's my, what a lot of intuitives have said my chakras look like, which that's cool as fuck. So I'm doing triangles and then I'm definitely going to do a bunch of other like witchy shit. And then I'm just going to kind of let her go for it. If I was someone who was going to get like my whole body, like I wanted to like take up all the real estate on my body with tattoos, I would definitely get like a very artistic tattoo from Amelia Rose. I feel like every time I see her yeah. post, like, her, like, artist, like, where it's, like, characters and, like, stuff, I'm like, oh, that's so cute. I think it would be fun to travel around in my van and just get tattooed by famous artists around the country. That's your but, TV show. That's your TV I show. I don't know if people they, would wait, watch that. You travel around in your van, you get a tattoo from a new artist, and while they're giving you the tattoo, you give them a reading. <laughs> I tried to do that on Friday because the yeah. guy was like, you're a psychic medium. This is going to be the best tattoo of my life. And I was yeah. like, okay. <laughs> Highly disappointed because there's someone digging a needle in my skin. I can't really focus as that's happening. Gotcha. Um, so I, I appreciate that input, but I don't know because I was telling him about the Witch of Pungo and what happened and I need to tell you guys what happened. Can, oh, is yeah, that a good segue? Yeah. Okay. So um this was really fun if you guys have ever heard of hold on i've talked about her before the witch of pungo okay so she was the only person to be tried and convicted of witchcraft in the state of virginia 
She was the only person. I thought she was the last. She was the only one. Uh, her name is Grace Sherwood. And so there's this plantation that um, is dedicated to her and you can go see it. Well, when I get there, I went with Mackenzie, shout out to Mackenzie. And we get there and she didn't live there. I was very disappointed about that. It was just a courthouse that tried her there. Okay, fine. But it's supposed to be the most haunted place in America. I now that's according to the tour guide. I did not know that because I would have thought like Alcatraz. That is what you said about the place that you and Nike went. Oh, the no, I don't know. Like, I don't know. But anyway, that's everyone's claiming that (laughs) everyone's got the stake in. This This is is the most haunted place. Haunted place. So apparently, and this is so fucking cool. My son's like, I'm doing this. You can rent out the place for $50 from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. and do like a paranormal investigation, which I would never stay the night there. But okay. So let me tell you what happens. I'm sure the spirits in there just love that. They do not. So, (laughs) so we walk in Mackenzie and I, and right away there are period people in period clothing. So 1700 clothing. Okay. And we're like, where the fuck are we? Like what's happening? So this is our tour guide. She's wearing like an old fashioned dress, super hot, super uncomfortable. Cool. So she starts explaining, like, do you, do you know this house? We have no idea where we are whatever. So she's telling us about downstairs, blah, blah, blah. Nothing's really happening. And then we start to go upstairs. It's a three-story house. And as we go upstairs, I notice that there's a ghost, a woman behind me. And the woman is in period clothing as well. I can see her in my mind's eye. She's in period clothing. And she's explaining to me that she's the keeper of the house, that she's blah, 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 all of these things. Okay. So I'm ignoring her. I'm like, okay, whatever. This is fine. This is fine. I'm not going to let the tour guide know that I'm a medium. I don't want to do this right now. (laughs) So we go back downstairs and we go into a different room and the ghost made a joke and I laugh out loud (laughs) and I start laughing. And then Mackenzie goes, what do you see? And, (laughs) and the tour guide is looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, um, okay. I'm a medium and blah, 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 blah. And so, cause now imagine you going, okay, okay. <laughs> the jig's up, yeah, the jig's I'm, up guys. I'm a medium. <laughs> now the whole time the tour guide is kind of like, it's supposed to be haunted, but you can tell she's kind of, she's skeptical. She's like, yeah, they say it's that a job. Like, they're, it's a job. Yes. And yeah. she's been doing this job since 1996. She was one of the original um, restorers of this house. So she has never seen anything or experienced anything. Okay. So I tell her I'm a medium right away, skeptical. So she says, what do you see? Mackenzie's excited. Mackenzie's like, what do you see? So I tell her, I see a woman. She's in period clothing. She's telling me she's the keeper of the house. She's also explaining to me that her, um, that these clothes and it's morning clothes when your husband dies, that these clothes are terribly uncomfortable. So I'm assuming that she lost her husband um, and she uh, was the caretaker of the house. She's about in her thirties or forties. She's got like colored hair. Her hair is pulled back. I explained it to her. She goes, Anna, get in here. And so she calls <laughs> in the other lady. She goes, you tell her what you just told me. So I explained it again. 
And Anna's face is like, her eyes are big and she's like, what the fuck is going on? So then they go, what else do you see? I said, there's a man here. And the ghost man was hysterical because he's like, she can really see us. And they're the two <laughs> of them are having a conversation. Like she doesn't have any equipment and she can yeah. see us. And they were like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and I was like, he has a mustache. His name begins with an E. Um, uh, no, I didn't say his name begins with me. I'm sorry. I said he has a mustache. He's wearing a hat. He's telling me that he's some kind of artist. He was here a lot, blah, blah, blah. And she's, both of their eyes are like, holy fuck. So then we go to walk into another room. And and now at every room, they're like, what do you see here? What do you feel? What do you see here? And I'm like, I don't know, man, like calm down. So we go into every room. And as we go into the other room, a little boy, a little ghost boy, like runs in front of me and I jump back and I went, whoa, like that. Cause I physically saw him. Yeah. And Mackenzie again, what do you see? What happened? <laughs> and so I was like a little boy just ran in front of me, like light colored hair. His name begins with an E. Um, he's about like six to 10. Right. And they're like, they're shocked. So we go to the next room and there's a photo album of the man that I saw who was an artist that lived in the house of the woman that I saw that was a caretaker of the house that lived in the house and a little boy that was running too fast and fell out of a window and died oh at the age of seven. He broke his neck on the third floor. Oh my God. That is so wild. Um, so Mackenzie, we're now I'm like testing Mackenzie and everybody's like, these two tour guides are like, what the fuck is going on? Right. So Mackenzie feels of the same things I feel. She feels a cat um, there. And they were saying, yeah, everybody feels cats. Like it's the cat. will. there's cat toys and the ghost cat will play with the cat toys like <laughs> fucking wild. So we go through the rest of the house. I don't feel a whole lot of anything. I just hear the two, the man and the woman talking to me the whole time. And we go to the third floor. And as we turn the corner, I physically saw a woman standing there. And I went, holy shit. And like, <laughs> I like stopped and I held onto the rail like, oh, my God. And the tour guide didn't even go up there with us. She yeah. was like, the energy is too strong up there. People claim that they get like, they will throw up. They get dizzy. Like, I'm not going up there. I'm like, okay. Because now I guess she's a believer. I don't know what happened. But anyway. Um, and I had a migraine really bad on the second floor. So I see the woman at the top of the stairs. She was a black woman, period clothing. She wasn't like angry, but she was like stoic, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. Well, top of the floor was the nanny's quarters. Oh, the nanny was a black woman yeah. that took care of the children. And she allegedly fell down the stairs and broke her neck. Might have been pushed, but she fell down the stairs. This is a lot of people breaking their necks in this house. This a is a little people, suspicious. Little suspicious. So maybe it was the, the man, the artist, because he's like, "Oh no, she can see us." Oh no, she does. Oh he's shit! Like, he's like, "We have a code red here. She's gonna <laughs> out us." This is bad. Yeah. I mean, this happened in the 1700s. I'm not outing anybody, but yeah. So. Um, so anyway, we got to the, the kids room slash the nanny's quarters and the energy in there was so dense. It was so intense. Like it smelled like mold. Like it was, I don't, I can't even describe, but I will tell you that my headache went away and I appreciate that. I don't know what the nanny did, but I appreciate <laughs> it. 
So my headache went away right away. When I, we go back downstairs, we go to the second floor, my migraine kicks back on again. I'm like, I can't stay on the second floor. I don't know what happened here, but I got to leave. So we left, everything's fine. But what happened to the witch of Pungo, I was wrong. We, we got told the story and I was wrong about what happened. So I'm going to tell you guys, Grace Sherwood was um, the only child in her family, which was a bad thing in the 1700s because she was a girl right? If she had been a boy, it'd be cool, but you can't take on or keep the family name going. Okay. So her dad taught her how to, uh, like farm. He taught her how to swim. He taught her how to do math, like read. She was very, very well versed. And he taught her carpentry. She was very well versed in a lot of things that a lot of women were not. She was also very well versed in a lot of things that women were well versed in like sewing, um, she was a midwife and she was also an herbalist. So she did a lot of things that normal women at that time period did not do. So she was also very beautiful. And the women, this is the same time as the Salem witch trials. And so the women of the town, her husband dies, Grace has husband dies. And the women of the town get jealous because their husbands are now helping her with the farm and things like that. She had two little boys so she had to keep the farm going or they were basically going to starve to death. So the women of the town start blaming her for the cows dying. They start blaming her for the floods. They start blaming her for a lot of shit that like had nothing to do with her. So finally, the um, I don't know who he was, but the person that was in charge, I guess he was a, a time period cop, right, says, I'm sick of this. Um, I don't think she's a witch, but if she is, let's try her. Okay. So what they did was they looked for a witch ball. And what that was, is the ball that you put nails in um, and other herbs that is are supposed to, and people still use them to this day. I have one right here. I digress. But what it does is it keeps negative energy away from your home and um, it keeps the witches away, right? In this time period, they didn't find one. And they said the only person that wouldn't need this would be a witch, so that was one strike. So then they took her and they had the women of the town um, derobe her and they were looking for witch marks. Now, witch marks at this time are birthmarks, freckles, any moles, anything that is abnormal. Everybody has those. So they found a witch mark. Um, and then there was one other thing that they did. Mackenzie, if you're watching, help me out because I don't remember. But those three strikes against her, they ended up concluding that she was in fact a witch. Okay. So according to court documents, now this is where it gets a little like, okay, this is kind of crazy. It was July 10th at 10 AM that they were going to dunk her in the river. Okay. And they still call this river, Witch duck, but it was originally called Witch dunk road. Okay. Still to this day, Witch duck. Anyway, so they tied her finger, her right finger to her left toe, her left finger to her right toe. So she's bound, bent over, crossed, and they weighed her down with a 13 pound Bible. And the idea is that because it's a salted body of water, that the purity is going to eat, is going to make you sink, right? If you're pure, if you're impure, then it's going to expel you. 
Okay. So if you're a pure Christian, you're going to drown and your name is exonerated. If you're not, then you're going to be expelled and then they'll burn you alive. So either way, like yeah, you can't, way, you're not surviving you're this shit. Yeah. So it, there was July. It was a stormy day. According to the court's records, Grace Sherwood made the clouds thunder or made the clouds rumble. The gods were angry. This is all in the document. There were streaks of light coming out from the heavens. So there was a storm. Okay. So Grace says, <laughs> by the end of the day, may you all be as wet as me. And she said it in like that time period. So they were all like, she's casting a spell on us. And it began to rain. She wasn't necessarily casting the spell. She just understood like it's going to fucking rain. Mm-hmm. So everybody, could you imagine being in the 1700s? This lady says yeah. this and then it starts pouring yeah. and everybody's like, ah, yeah, it would be so scared. So <laughs> they put her in the river and because it's storming and the waves are going, um, she undoes the, the, the bindings and it pops her up. Okay. So they do it again. She does undoes the bindings again. It pops her up, except this time it washes her to shore. So now bitches escaped twice. She's been expelled twice by the river. So now she's definitely a witch. And now she said this thing and everybody's wet. So Instead of burning her alive, they decided to just leave her alone. And she lived out the rest of her life on her farm until she was like in her 80s. Wow. Wait, and this is the woman who lived in this house that you were in? She didn't live in the house. She was just tried because the house was a court a courthouse. Oh. So she was just and, tried and did there. And those other people live there? Um, they, It was a courthouse. And over the years, it turned into like a person's home. And so then it went through different people's homes and things like that. It was a plantation. Um, Oh, wow. So it was quite, quite interesting. But uh, she was imprisoned for a year and um, did midwife work for people against her will while her parents watched her sons. And then just they left her alone. I would, too. I would leave her alone. I would be like, listen, Uh, I'm real sorry. Real sorry about what I said. What a badass. Wow. Um, Mackenzie said everyone should have the opportunity to go to a haunted house with a medium like Ambi. <laughs> she also said, God, upstairs was so incredibly heavy. It was insane how different it was compared to the rest of the house. Also, yeah. the E name you mentioned was the little boy who fell out of the window named Eric. Eric. Yes. I forgot to say that. His name mm. was Eric. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, we did the, if you were, if you remember when we went to Charleston, um, Ambie did the same thing when we were on a ghost tour, um, and just ended up really freaking the guy out or he thought it was very cool. Um, yeah, he follows me on Instagram still, Mike. (laughs) He would be like, you get anything here? Like what? I think he was like counting on you to spruce up his, um, tour. Yes. Tour a little bit. What you got here? Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that is maybe that can be the show. You go around to all the most haunted places in America and you, you know. I would love that. That would be so fun. I would definitely do that. I started watching um, Tyler Henry, like, you know, that Meet Mm -hmm. the Medium guy. I never actually watched one of his readings. Like, so I was watching some clips on YouTube and I was like, 
my God, Ambie could do this so easily. Like, and it's so like, it, he's great. He's great. But I was just like, oh my God, like, I can't believe this is on like E, this is on E, you know? And yeah. it's so everything we do and talk about. So anyway, um, but that's great. Wait, are you going to do an event in this place or no? No, because uh, Mackenzie and I were talking about that. Like, you can't do an event there. It's a museum. So there are, like, there's a great, this is pretty cool. There was a grand piano there, and it was actually played by, oh, Mackenzie, help me. Was it George Washington? I don't know. What? But they were like, touch the, they let us touch the piano, and they were like, you just touched the piano that George Washington played. And we were both like, oh, that's exciting. Like, you know, I don't know. But so they, they have like tables, they have everything like set up and staged, like in that time period. So you can't really, there's nowhere to sit. Like you can't really do an event there, you know? Gotcha. Okay. So I'm okay. still looking, still on the hunt. If you are in the Hampton Roads area and you have a space available to do an event, I would be more than interested in chatting with you. Mackenzie said Thomas Jefferson, I think. Ella. Thomas one, Jefferson. She said one of those guys. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. One man. of those old one guys. I don't um, even know. Well, I hope you do something fun for Halloween because, I don't know, Halloween is always, um, I don't know, I feel like you used to do a lot of events and uh, that would be fun. Um, but everyone, you will hear from Amby herself when that comes up. Yeah. Um, Thanks for sharing that story with us, Ambie. Super, super cool. And um, yeah, I I do want to say, um, I just realized this. We never announced on the podcast. No, we did. We did announce on the podcast who won. I just yeah, we did. contacted her directly. So oh, Deborah yeah, we, Mason. We, mm-hmm. we, we, um, Deborah Mason was the winner of our Patreon giveaway for a free Super Blue membership. And... I have to, I have to message you directly because um, have to get your information to add you to the community. But that being said, um, just want to remind everyone that this is the last month to sign up for Super Bloom and give back to reproductive rights for um, Indigenous and women of color. Uh, we are donating ten percent of proceeds to the. Uh, Sister song. Yeah, but what I didn't want to call it a charity, the organization. Yeah, organization. The organization Sister Song. And um and yeah, this is a really easy way to do something for the community as well as for yourself. Um we are starting to post a lot more on our social media so that you guys can see what goes on in this community because it's a really empowering space where you can make connections with others, but also just discover how powerful you really are. Um, Even if you've thought maybe your whole life, like, oh, it's not for me, or like, oh, I'll never be intuitive as that person. It's really about discovering how your intuition speaks to you and working with it that way. And, you know, I think that there's never been a better time than now to claim that for yourself so that you have that in your toolbox um, because there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of things going on in the world. And without your intuition, it's really hard to know what's worth paying attention to, what's worth worrying about, what's worth, um, you know, taking action over, all of that. So, um you know, if nothing else, trusting yourself is like the biggest asset in this world right now, trusting your, mm-hmm. your feelings and your thoughts. Um, 100%. 
So if you want to sign up, um, Super Bloom is a 12-module course that comes with weekly coaching um, with Ambrosia and myself. It'll be mainly Ambrosia while I'm gone, um, but it's really fun, and it's really fun to come together every Monday with other intuitives and practice and learn together. Um, and, uh, and yeah, anything else you want to add, Ambie? Mm, not about super bloom. I think that's a good, a lot of people, a couple of people have reached out to me and asked me like how to grow your intuition and things like that. And this is how to do that. So everything in there is exactly how you would grow your intuition. So we've designed this specifically for this. So, and it's, it's also something that's going to last you your lifetime. Like once you turn this on, you'll have it for your life. I mean, you do need to practice and keep practicing, but, you know, to keep up with it, meaning like just you need to put it into practice, but you will, you will. Mm -hmm. As soon as you turn this on, you'll realize like, oh my God, it almost feels like I remember when I fully connected with mine a few years ago, I suddenly was like, oh my God, I've been like living my life with like one hand tied behind my back. Like, you know what I mean? I love that. For no reason. Why? Why? (laughs) Like literally no reason. Um, unnecessary. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, you can click in the bio for that or go to our website. It's at the top. Um, it says super bloom. Um, and also like we said, make sure if you're a patron to go vote on the bonus content for this month so that we can decide who we're interviewing in spirit, um, and who we're going to intuitively investigate. Um, and yeah, anything else you want to share, Andy? Um, I am taking on one coaching client. So if you are interested in working with me, um, reach out to me and Bergen Matthews 14 and Gmail. And then I do have a spot for one more VIP session for the year. Um, it's going to shut down. It might be the month of October. So that'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah. So if you're interested in that, email me and let me know. And I think we could talk about um, the experience and prices and all of that jazz. Yay. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the support. Thank you for always understanding and um, just being a part of this community. We love you. And until next time, keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.